Hi, welcome to Being With Bailey, a podcast about being unapologetically yourself from a perspective of a Black woman at a PWI. This platform is for me to encourage and support women of color on campus by expressing relatability and prompting a sense of camaraderie. I'm your host, Bailey Skeeter, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today, this is my first time recording actually guys, so I've been really excited about this project and so glad that I could be a part of this Grey Soul production. I really wanted to start with a great topic and something that I feel needs to be talked about more, especially in the black female community. Um, And it's about making friends. I feel like it's something simple, but actually quite complex. I feel as though that In the day and time that we are, especially with this global pandemic going on, the way that people have began relationships and continued to prosper in their friendships and things has shifted tremendously. I know so many people that were homebodies and didn't know how to work a phone and (laughs) spent more time with their family over the, I guess, about 13, however long we've been quarantined. It was quite a mess, <laughs> and it's honestly changed a, my entire perspective on building long-lasting relationships with the people that I, I know and love today. And so um, I really wanted to talk about that, that shift and what's taken place, at least from what I've seen on campus. COVID-19 has changed a lot of people's lives, of course, as you guys know. I think COVID-19 has shifted the way that we all spend time with each other. I think it showed that um, no one wants to miss out. No one (laughs) wants to be left out. There's been a lot of FOMO, a lot of pent-up energy being locked in the house for a very long time. And so I think that, especially coming back to campus for the first time in a long time, over a year, August, I saw so many people buzzing about. I got random calls from people that I didn't even (laughs) really think we had a relationship. Definitely conversations on Instagram and, hey, how are you? Can we grab lunch? and a lot of just energy around being friends and wanting to have more lasting or more important relationships. And so it's it's hilarious how overly friendly a lot of people were. And like I said, that's because of the fact that we had been locked up for so long. I don't want that to take up all of our time today, but I think that I wanted to start by talking about how to make friends. I'm 20 years old. <laughs> And I honestly feel like um, the friends that I do have, they're going to be in my my life for a really long time, and I appreciate them. But child, making new friends. <laughs> it feels like the first day of kindergarten where I want to walk up to everybody, oh, can you be my friend? We have similar tastes. We have similar interests. Let's be friends. And that's not how it works. It takes a lot to maintain a relationship these days, and it's so easy for people to kind of just ghost and to to stop picking up the phone and stop interacting. And these relationships take a lot of time, a lot of effort. And I'm not saying you're going to meet someone tomorrow and not hit it off because you're not having deep conversations or meaningful conversations, but it takes a lot of work, and it, it doesn't happen overnight. I think that... One thing that's different from my freshman uh, year self to my now junior year is the fact that I understand that you got to meet people where they're at. You cannot put expectations on them and and expect people to be your best friends from day one. Um, I think that 
in making friends, it's as easy, like I said, sliding into the DMs, saying, hey, like, are you able to, are you free to go to lunch? Is this something, is this a time that we can meet? My favorite way to approach new friends and things like that is ask a friend to meet up at a club event. There's so many club events going on on campus right now. There's literally something happening every single day. And um, it's quite funny because this happened to me recently. I had DM'd a girl that I know and had asked her to meet us at one, one event that was held by campus uh, engagement or whatever at a bingo night. And it ended up being hilarious. I had a lot of my friends come and she, I think, maybe came by herself. I'm not quite sure. But it ended up being a really fun time and something that, okay, we were not just sitting across the room, sitting awkwardly trying to figure out how to be friends and how to relate to each other. Focusing it around an event was a lot better way of going about it. And honestly, it allowed for laughs, <laughs> a great time, and good conversation as well. And so it's something as simple as that. I am an overthinker and Honestly, I always feel desperate in the sense of reaching out. And so I've I've learned a lot in trying not to psych myself out when it comes to making friends because honestly, a lot of people feel the same way that they don't have friends and that they don't have the the qualities, I guess, to seek new relationships. And so I've had to let that go and and instead of being desperate, want to find people that want to find me. If they're looking for relationships and I am as well, it's going to come to fruition. It's going to happen in your favor. I had mentioned before talking about maintenance and keeping up with your friends. There's so many different types of friends and, and things like that. You have seasonal friends, friends that are only in your time for a season. And then, like you said, like I had mentioned before, you have friends that are literally going to be there for a really, really long time. And while you may not know off the first day of meeting a friend what that looks like, I wanted to talk about the maintenance and kind of what goes about or how to go about maintaining a good friendship. And especially from the sense, I think about all of us being in college, so many of us have friends that go to college across the nation or even are abroad and and things like that. And so I think that there are simple ways but it starts with um, it being a two-way street. You both have to meet in the middle and make the time. If, if you want to make the time, the time will be made. And so I think with that, it starts with, like I said, a simple conversation. You feel as though your friend's not getting back to you or you're not spending quality time with them, FaceTime them. Call them up. Set a time and date. I, I've always hated the, oh, well, what do you want to do? Oh, well, what do you want to do? That whole back and forth. There's Google, Google everything. <laughs> there are so many opportunities, not opportunities, there are so many different types of things and friend dates and, and little get-togethers that you can plan. And I'm a big planner, so I've always enjoyed putting little things together, picnics, going out, and it, it's fall right now, so pumpkin patch dates and, and real cute things like that. And I think that in terms of your friends that are may not be right next to you or the friends that may not be right next to you, it, it starts with something like a simple little FaceTime call, like I said before. And in terms of the friends that you have or that may not be right next to you, I think that maintenance is a little different. That requires a little bit more energy, a little bit more planning, but I think that it's definitely possible. 
there are so many things where you can watch movies together. And I know that I, I have friends that are athletes, and so their schedules are insane. And it's hard to uh, find them and, and make time. But it, it's as simple as, you know, finding something that you both like, books, movies, um, shoot, even recipes. I've been cooking so much. And kind of just exchanging things like that. I know that I have... Um, a time and date that me and my friend we FaceTime and we go over and any and everything under the sun album drops and and what the shade room is saying and things like that and so honestly I think that in maintaining the relationships with your friends it should be it shouldn't be hard but I think that it requires a little bit more energy than uh, maybe your friends in your dorm room or maybe a friend from class but I definitely think it's doable. And so, like I said before, it's a two-way street. You both have to work at it and both have to hit each other up. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be just one person talking and another, oh, I'm not really available. Oh, like always kind of declining and not really being around. I definitely understand not being present. And if anything, COVID taught me that a lot of people have a lot more than you, what you would know and what you would see in their face face and dealing with them daily, they have a lot more going on than you would think. And so it's important to, like, I that my whole attitude and mood of this um, today was to approach it, meet people where they are. And that brings me to my next topic of talking about the fatal friend theory. And so this is a theory that I had come across on TikTok, actually, which is quite funny. But it's talking about how everyone has their own fatal flaw. And so in recognizing that, um, especially in friendships and relationships, there is something about a, um, there is something within your friend that you may not like, you may not agree too much. And within that flaw, it's something that, I don't want to say caused you the most distress, but maybe something that you don't want to tolerate or can't quite tolerate. And so that takes a lot of introspective or it takes You have to take the time to understand how you want to be a friend to them as well as how they are a friend to you. And so you have to understand what you're willing to put up with. And I think that it starts with setting boundaries and understanding your personnel. And so in, when I say personnel, I mean knowing um, their attributes and kind of how their personality might clash with yours or and, and may not clash with yours. For example, <laughs> I am, and I hate to say it, a very passive aggressive person. I, I'm not quite the one to um, meet conflict and things like that, but a lot of my friends are assertive. <laughs> and so it's quite funny in the sense of I know how to approach different things with them because I know that their personality is quite assertive. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get them hype over over different things if I know that their their personality, their their interaction, they're not gonna be able to handle it in the way that I would like it to be handled. And so, in knowing your personality, you have to know who you're dealing with and how best um, it'll serve the both of you. And so I thought that this was a really cool theory that I'd, I'd never taken the time to understand and and really approach. And so with it and the word fatal, it's it's quite depressing when you hear it. But it, it 
like I said, setting those boundaries and understanding what you're willing and what you're not willing to put up with. And it also allows for conversations of between friends to, um, to take place. I didn't like how you did that. And I am such, like I said, an overthinker. I'm not one to be nitpicky and kind of pinpoint, oh, you did this to me and I don't appreciate it. I'm actually one of those that keeps it all bottled in and, oh, it's not it's not bothering me that much until I'm completely overwhelmed with the, I guess, my emotions about the, the topic or whatever conversation we are having. But I think that with the, like I said, the fatal idea, it's it can be fatal to relationships. Like a relationship can end because you're not willing to put up with their certain characteristics or their their attitudes about different things, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> my dad told me once long ago, uh, not too long ago actually, but that it's way better to have four quarters rather than a hundred pennies. And so there are going, you're gonna meet so many people in your life. And I'm not saying that the people and the, the people that you're friends with now are gonna be in your life forever. And maybe they are, don't don't quote me, don't put me down saying that <laughs> your best friends for life, your, your four lifers are not there. But it's so good and it's so important um, about who you keep around you and you'll honestly see it in yourself. The, pe- the people who you're around reflect what you do, how you do it, and it honestly goes beyond you. When people see you, oh, they hang out with so-and-so, so then you're directly um, associated. You're directly associated with them and what they do. And so I, I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that you can tolerate and that you that actually are a good time and, and push you. I, I think that it's... Uh, something that we're not taught from a young age to surround yourself with good quality people because that honestly brings up the quality of life in you. And so surrounding yourself with good people will honestly make for a good time. And I know that, like I said, that this is something simple, but I think that it, it can be a lot more complex, especially when you understand how friendships end and how maybe... Um, Friendships start and begin, and so I wanted to take the time today to talk about how we can approach those things now, especially at our our grown old age. <laughs> and so I think that with this theory that I've been bringing up, it I think that it calls for the understanding of transitional periods. Like I look at a great friend of mine. We've been friends for over damn near 12 years now. Our relationship has shifted so many times. We both went away, or I went away to college first, and she she didn't go. And so our relationship to where we were in school every day, talking, laughing, driving home with each other, to me in Baltimore, not being able to talk to her, not knowing how to work a phone. And I, I'm not afraid to say that I was a bad friend and, and addressed that, but I think that like I had mentioned before, you have to have those conversations to understand, okay, where do we stand now? And I think damn near a friendship is just as important as any old relationship. <laughs> and in the sense of a significant other relationship, I think that friends are just as important. And it's interesting, at least for me, that I see a lot of people forget about their friends when they hop in relationships. And I'm not going down this relationship tunnel with y'all today, but 
it is just as important to keep yourself surrounded with good people that will keep your head on straight. And so I think that within that, who you have around you matters. Who you present yourself to other people matters. And I think that ultimately shows and carries on how you carry yourself in your day-to-day life. I hope that some of my insights have been a little bit more helpful to those maybe looking to explore new friendships. Maybe those see um, kind of hurt from their old friendships and, and not fully recovered. I hope to give you guys some peace of mind to keep putting yourself out there. It's not desperate to, to want new friends. It's, it's honestly a lot. <laughs> you would be surprised to understand how many people are feeling the exact same way you are. And I, I truly do think that none of us are meant to, to walk this earth alone, to do this by yourself. <laughs> it's so good to get yourself a, a group, a good, a good group of girls, a good group of anybody, actually. Let me not put gender to it. But a good group of people to surround yourself with. And you'll, like I said before, you'll honestly see your, your quality of life only increase. And so thanks so much for listening on the podcast Being With Bailey. I hope to see you next time.